Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2, kicking off next. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's your host, Michael Durr. I am thrilled to have you guys here on our 74th episode of Entrepreneurs. I uh, hope you're having a great day. Be sure to follow us on Instagram or on our site. It's EntrepreneursPod or EntrepreneursPod.com. Uh, so be sure to check that out. I also wouldn't object to you guys liking or reviewing the podcast as well. There's no pressure to it, but uh, it does help our analytics and it drives more listeners to the show. So if you do that, be uh, greatly appreciated. Now, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about pricing. I'm not going to go diving into full-fledged numbers per se, but I am going to touch on something that I think is really this important concept, which is to value your intellectual property and not just your labor, which I've talked about before, but I think it's worth repeating. All right, so I was on the phone the other day with a colleague of mine, and we were talking through his estimate for a new client, which I believe is a, a healthy thing to do with fellow colleagues. Like if you trust somebody, if you feel that other person has maybe a little bit more experience that has some insight into your business, uh, you should pick up that phone, right? Like if I wanted to get into senior photography, for instance, I am not just going to check up on Google and see what to charge. I'm going to call up my friend Kelly. I'm going to lean on her experience as a seasoned photographer in that field and ask her the pertinent questions. So consider picking up the phone if you ever have questions. It's not worth you losing clients to save your pride, okay? So going back to my friend, like I said, we were talking about this job that he's applying for as a freelancer, which is an important detail, okay? This is not a full-time job that he's applying for, although he is trying to get into the running for that as well. But specifically right now, the client asked him to submit his estimate for freelance work, which is very common. And in that conversation, my friend and I were having, I'm trying to gather kind of all these pieces of information together, you know, try to formulate this broad picture of what kind of projects he's going to be doing. Are there video projects? Are they just for stills? You know, what's the turnaround time? And ultimately, what is the usage of the product? So for example, I was asking him, where does the client intend to publish the work? You know, like what platforms is it going to be produced on? Is there intent to use these images as a way of kind of constructing a story, it's some sort of narrative, or is the intent really to drive sales? You know, those are very important questions to ask. And so I started to gather that my friend's estimate he had been drafting and was asking me to look over was mostly reflective of what I consider to be a calculation solely of labor and hours. 
to which I had to then ask, you know, what about the IP? What about the intellectual property? And his response to me was that, you know, well, the client is going to allow him to keep the copyright, but under the conditions that he does not sell the photos. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of there scratching my head, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm saying to myself, okay, well, from what I know about copyright, um, not having the ability to make money off your work down the road and having that option completely controlled by another party basically means that you don't have the copyright at all. So to me, I said, it sounds to me like someone is misunderstanding the situation here. Either you didn't hear them right, or the client doesn't understand how this works, or maybe it's a combination of the two. But basically, if you can never make money off that work again, what good is the copyright? You know, it's a very, very important, basic question to ask yourself. And so I bring all of this up because one, I think it's a good reminder to emphasize very clear communication with your client, like really understand what they want to do with your work and what you can do with your work going forward. And then number two, using that information to accurately price your products and your services, right? You don't want to charge too little. You don't want to charge too much. If you put out estimates that are way too low, you're going to have a really hard time bumping it up down the road. You're never going to get what you want. If you charge too high, you'll just probably simply reinforce the notion that you're just like every other contractor out there trying to milk the client dry. It's not a good reputation to have, okay? We want to be accurate in our pricing because clients will at least respect that. They may not always have the budget to accept and hire you based off of that estimate, but they will respect how you got to your numbers if you show them. And so my friend who, uh, while he was doing a lot of things right in his discussions with this client, right? Like I was very much impressed the fact that he just got a seat at the table, that he was able to pitch his services. I do think he fell into this very common trap that I find a lot of freelancers fall into, which is that they price themselves as laborers and not creatives. You see, laborers charge mostly based on the time it takes to do the job and their specific skill set, which is, of course, something that creatives do as well. But what creatives additionally possess to their advantage that sometimes gets overlooked is the inherent intellectual property to their work. So for an example, a plumber is not going to charge IP fees to fix your sink, but a photographer can absolutely charge more for the right if you want to republish those images across different platforms. So there is monetary value that, quite frankly, most creative freelancers will overlook, but it is your right to that intellectual property as a freelancer. And I want to shout out Todd Bigelow for, for really teaching me this lesson. I've read it in his book. He told me on, his, on my podcast. He quizzed me about it. And it sinks in now. <laughs> like, I get it, Todd. Thank you. What you guys get as a freelancer that you do not get as an employee is the right to copy your work. Okay? You can repurpose your work, your images, your song to other parties if you choose to. But by the client saying you cannot do that as a freelancer indicates to me that you really don't have the copyright at all. Okay, so those are basically full buyouts or work for higher agreements, in which case those rates should be adjusted accordingly, meaning you should charge more. Because if the client owns the copyright, they have the ability to repurpose those images in any fashion that they want for however long they want. So imagine that. Think about they could put your work on advertisements and earn money off of your work while you get to just point to the ad in Times Square saying, that's my shot, but I got nothing for it. You know, it makes for a really cool IG post, but it's not going to it's not going to recover all that revenue lost. So let's rewind for a second. If a client asks you for your estimate, you should gauge what they want to do with the work and how they view your rights in relation to that work. And once you have that information, in my opinion, regardless of whether they want the full rights to your work or not, you should be calculating the value of that IP into your pricing either which way. And this is a huge confidence builder for me in pricing because it gives you leverage. It's easier to stand by a price when you have IP working for you. If you were to price yourself solely from a perspective of how long it takes you to do the job, there will always be a financial ceiling to that estimate. It's going to cap your income. 
So your day rate, whether it's based on an hourly calculation or some sort of flat rate, should sort of be like kind of the baseline for your estimates. Like I said, that accounts for your labor, what it takes to get you to do the job, what gets you out the door. But if that's all you're charging for, then you're really no different than the person collecting tickets at the event or the person directing traffic to the right parking spots, which, I mean, no disrespect to them, that is an honest day's work. But I am just saying your client really doesn't care about your labor. They care more about what your work does for their intended use. So therefore, you should account for the value associated with that intended use on top of your labor charge. And then you should be ready to articulate and explain that to your client if they ask. You know, actually, oftentimes I'll just break it down in my estimate so that they can clearly see what costs what. Now I'm going to be upfront with you guys. You will not convert every lead into a client. There are just many clients out there that are going to hold more leverage over you than you do to them, right? Like if you want this job more than they want you specifically as their photographer, then chances are you're going to acquiesce to their terms as opposed to them acquiescing to yours. And we've all been there. I often find myself in take it or leave it conditions. And there are several cases in which I have accepted work for higher agreements. I certainly don't want to claim that I'm above that. I have been maybe more than I'd like to admit part of the major problem in this industry, which is not valuing my intellectual property enough as I uh, as I am basically telling you to. So all I can say is, and uh, it's not a defense, but is that I am working diligently at improving those faults of mine. Okay, it's one of the first things that I bring up with new clients and with current clients. I am consistently trying to have those discussions each season to see if anything can be amended. But the problem with doing this after the fact is sometimes the damage is already done, you know, kind of just like how low pricing can kind of put you in a bad corner where it's hard to double or 3x your rates or anything like that. It's hard to tell a client who is used to full carte blanche terms that the uh, the new terms will be restricted going forward and the price is not going down. So that's why I want to emphasize this to you now so you can get ahead of this and start your client relationships on stronger ground from the get-go. So if you value your IP, not solely your labor, your estimates will consistently be higher. You'll have the confidence to stand by it. You will have the confidence to articulate it, which will improve your brand equity and hopefully improve your odds of getting higher paying gigs, which we all certainly want. Now, again, not everyone is going to work within your number. Sometimes it's very much a decision of whether you want to work within theirs. But at least if you have some informed sense of how copyright holds inherent value, how your IP should be respected, then I believe you're going to have a far healthier freelancing life. Now, if you want to know specifically what usage actually costs, you know, when I talk about that stuff, um, all I can say is that's a very loaded question. I would consult a couple different resources. You know, the industry has too many case-by-case scenarios to kind of give you blanket numbers. So the first place I would check is PhotoBiz Software. That's a licensing software that I use. I will link them in the show notes. I would also seek out uh, Todd Bigelow's book and or his workshops. I will link those in the show notes as well. And I would also recommend checking out the interview I conducted with him uh, back in episode 37. We talk about licensing and the inherent value that you have as a freelancer with your own intellectual property. Okay, so that is going to do it for me today, folks. Thank you for tuning into the show. Be sure to like, subscribe, review the show on your favorite platform. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Michael Durr. Thank you again, everybody, and have a great week. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go.
This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.